0: And welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frostick and I'm joined by Allegra. Hello. Frank, Oh. oh. Hello. <laughs> hey, Allegra. Hi. Uh, and Chris Plant. Hello. Uh, cool. So Chris uh, is going to be our <laughs> expert today. Hello, Chris. Uh, what you are doing? you
1: going to be sharing with us today? I'm very excited. I like to promise what I'm going to give you up to. Oh, yeah. You always As give a promise. Here's what I'm going to give you today. Are you ready? Mm. Yeah cocaine <laughs> no no seedy seedy massage parlors oh boy celebrity gossip yeah millions of dollars of blown money <laughs> international travel and probably the end of many people's careers uh-oh i appreciate yeah. that cocaine
2: was on that list twice <laughs> I, wait wait was it you said millions of dollars of flow Oh, blown. no,
1: blown money. Blown oh, money, blown. wasted blown, I thought you said
2: million, millions of dollars of blow and money.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, okay, today's very special episode is about Street Fighter, the movie. Oh, oh God. I know, I know, it's a video game movie episode. So oh my gosh. Back, relax, this is the story of Steven D'Souza. Steven I, I do you know this name are you familiar with him
2: yeah wait is kind he... of a
1: personality on Twitter
2: okay so he's still in movies doesn't he still do movies um <laughs> kind of <laughs> we'll movies
1: that. <laughs> yeah well I, I don't want to destroy the mystery too early <laughs> um but he was a I mean the top-notch action movie writer uh of a certain time he wrote Commando
0: mm-hmm. he
1: wrote The Running Man Oh, he I wrote love the Running Man. Forty-eight hours and another forty-eight hours, and he wrote two little movies called Die Hard One and Two.
0: What really? Wow.
1: Uh huh. I didn't yeah. know that. <clears throat> <laughs> so he was big time. And after Die Hard Two, it was like, okay, I have written essentially the catalog of action films for a certain period. Although Die Hard of time. Two wasn't very good, but. But okay, Die 2 is very good because it misled everybody about how jet fuel works. Uh, as a matter of fact, you cannot light it on the ground and have it go all the way up into the air and blow up a plane. Um, someday. Anyway, it was time for him to direct. He finally hit that point where it's like, hey, you know, I've, I've earned my, my path through Hollywood. I can do whatever we want. Get me a big project, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he also had a really good relationship with uh, Edward Pressman, who is this producer who had already essentially launched the careers of Wolfgang Peterson and Terrence Malick. Wow. So he had some pretty, pretty He's good He's a kingmaker. Buddies. He's a kingmaker. So it's 1993, and Edward Pressman is looking for the next big thing. <laughs> and what does he overhear but that Japanese video game publisher would like to adapt Street Fighter into an expensive action movie franchise? Like, so,
0: yeah, this is, uh, just to, like, put it in context, so, Super Mario Bros., the movie has already happened, correct? It is happening.
1: Mortal Kombat has not happened. Okay. But there's Lovely. an understanding that you can essentially fund, you can bankroll movies against video games. That has not sure. died yet. Um, one problem, again, I'll, I'll hit this home, this is 1993, Capcom wants this movie, the first movie, in theaters by Christmas 1994. Oh. Uh, so, there's no script. There's nothing. There is <laughs> nothing to this thing yet. Sure. Um, anyway, is an untested director, but uh, Pressman basically is like, hey, look. Sure, he hasn't directed anything, but he can write an action script. So, it's kind of a two-for-one if you make this contract. Um, Capcom's a little iffy, so they send over some inspiration materials. Um, g- those are game? in-game screenshots. Oh, yeah. Artwork. A story synopsis of the Street Fighter <laughs> games up until this point, which I have to imagine was two sentences, <laughs> and a top-secret document detailing the various directions the series might go in the future, one of which is M. Bison, the, the villain of Street Fighter, might build a secret island base in the style of a James Bond film and become a global threat, no longer just a threat to the Street Fighters, he's a threat to the entire world.
0: I always um, thought his
1: backstory was that
0: he invited the Street Fighters. It was sort of it was very similar to Mortal Kombat, where like they all gathered together to fight for
1: him. I'll be honest, like, that's how I understood it to be too. That but was I a guess tournament they're fighting to defeat M Bison. Well, uh, that the this would have been the future of a Street Fighter at that point was that Mm. now it's like oh well now he's an evil mastermind
0: and and at this point so the there's only been two street fighter games at this point the first one that no one's ever played ever well and then street fighter 2
1: sure and like a already a number of variations of street fighter sure like turbo street fighter 2 and all that junk Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's uh, a big basically both of them agree both of them are really jazzed by this idea of essentially turning street fighter into james bond the action series. Um they didn't want they didn't want a tournament movie. They're like, oh wow, we could just, you know, it'll always be uh this G.I. Joe wannabe Guile uh will be going up against M Bison to save the world time and time mm-hmm. again. Sure. Now, think of picture guile. This is trivia time. Picture okay. Guile. For those who, who are playing at home and but have not played this game, uh, Blonde, he has a haircut like an anvil. He is the raw-rah American hero. Who he's kind of Capcom like I. I'm sorry. No, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say he's kind of like he looks kind of like Iceman from Top Gun. Sure, that's yeah, that's a good comparison.
1: Mm-hmm. Who who does Capcom want to play Guile? Iceman from Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Val Kilmer. No, uh, allegra Do you have a guess?
2: Oh God, I feel like I know the answer, so maybe I shouldn't guess. <laughs> I mean, it, the answer guess. is it's not okay who it know. ended up being. Wait, correct. It? Oh, it is
1: oh my god was
2: it like jean-claude van damme or
1: something yes from the very very beginning their number one choice for the american hero (laughs) was the belgian born jean-claude van damme the muscles from brussels (laughs) okay (laughs) um capcom uh, so they they, they both agreed that hey we want this movie that's kind of james bondy in nature what they don't agree is capcom wants every character from the video game roster in the movie um, and Steven D'Souza is like, that is not a good way to write a movie. <laughs> that is so many characters. Tell that um, to Disney. Am I right, Marvel? <laughs> well, uh, uh, actually, funny you should mention that. He convinced them that they could have fewer characters because he asked them to name the seven dwarves and they could barely do it.
2: Oh, my God. We can't
0: name the seven
1: dwarves. The, the seven dwarves, the seven wonders of the world, the magnificent seven. That is kind of like oh, the, the, the cap. cap. I see what you mean. Of, of what you can do. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. That sounds good. And that, that little trick was they're like, well, this guy's smart. We got to so get this guy So they only had on seven
0: board. Street Fighter characters in the movie?
1: The, look, re, the, here, here's <laughs> the answer to all of your questions. When things seem to be going well, the answer is <laughs> they're actually not. Uh, <laughs> so uh, D'Souza gets the project. He, he has it. He, he finally has his first directorial debut. It's time to staff um he has still a little bit of time even though he has to flip a movie over in a year um he he really admired the stunt coordinator from Die Hard, charlie pacerni and pacerni is like this dude has been doing stunts since 1960 i think three i mean he has been doing stunts forever he's still in hollywood and he's kind of a a tough uh gravelly voice dude and this is a young director he's not thrilled but he's like sure i'll do it as long as you get me plenty of time to rehearse this mm-hmm. is like you got it plenty of time if there's one thing i can offer you on this turnaround it's plenty of time to get <laughs> him on board they sign jcvd surprise surprise um for guile and they sign raul julia to be in bison who at this point is like a startup stage in screen he is a truly respectable actor um this is essentially the Dennis Hopper in Super Mario Brothers Hire. You <laughs> yeah. wonder how it happened. Um, but, problem, they can't get supporting characters. Most of their budget is going into their two stars, and they're already starting to have trouble like just filling up the roster. And, I'm glad you asked about seven characters being in this movie, around the exact same time, Capcom's like, yeah, but you know what, like... Maybe we do want more people in this <laughs> So they are asking for more characters while they're having trouble even signing the characters they need. So they don't know how to budget for any of it. Um, weeks into production, they haven't hired Ken, Ryu, or the female lead. And <laughs> Capcom wants them to hire uh, Kenya Sawada to be Ryu, who had played similar characters to Ryu in Japan. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, we can't do that because he doesn't have, like, Great English skills, and we're also wanting him to be like the comic foil. So we can't, we can't have him, but we need to hire him. Uh oh. The answer is: What if we just wrote another Ryu into the film? What? And we named him Captain Sawada after the guy's <laughs> real name. Okay, sure. <laughs> so there is a, a two Ryu's effectively in the film. There's Ryu, and then there is Captain Sawada. Um, i feel like ken is the easy fit for the comic foil character like either, that it, it, it turns out that all of them kind of end up being comic foils i'm not sure how intentional it is um but again by the time they are flying to bangkok for their first set of shoots they still haven't cast that female lead sure is it is it supposed to be chun lee is that the female, female it, lead? It, it winds up being cammy Okay. okay so i'll let you yeah. think about that they need somebody british strong uh like physically strong enough mm-hmm. to do the role very quickly they need a uh, beautiful preferably australian because oh. the australian actors guild has been badgering them that they need to have an australian star <laughs> sure. um, because he, after bangkok the production is moving to australia okay um who 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 do they cast Do either of you remember Mm, uh, oh. oh, I think I actually know who it is. Okay, you go. I feel like I know. Kylie I... Minogue? It is. It's yeah. Kylie Minogue.
2: Whoa, that was not my guess. Okay.
1: Here's how he came to discover Kylie Minogue. On the plane, to their first day of shooting, he was reading People magazine, and she was on the cover. Oh my god. <laughs> and he was like, okay, she's an Australian pop star, she worked in soap operas, so she can learn her lines quickly. They book an appointment for the next day. They hire her within hours of their first interview.
0: Oh, my God. That's spectacular. And she's and great. So good, for, good on uh, Kylie Minogue for getting the gig.
1: Okay. So we're going to take a little intermission before we get into the weeds of, of everything else. Okay. What toy company uh, was secretly pushing the Street Fighter movie through development?
0: Oh. Hmm. I mean, I feel like the easy guess would be hasbro i was gonna say that or
1: mattel it is hasbro yeah around the time that the movie came out uh g.i joe was flagging but they had all of this g.i joe stock and they looked at street fighter and they saw in it like well some of these characters kind of look similar just shave the head off this soldier and it becomes guile (laughs) so they wanted street fighter to become a new g.i joe line um to the wow. point where they had a G.I. Joe like, toy tank that they needed to unload, so they requested that Guile's vehicle in the film be designed to look like this toy. <laughs> That's amazing. So that they could send, then sell it. it also what made the uh, what movie. is the benefit? So they were
0: paying money to the production
1: to like make these changes? Um, I, I, I sadly do not have the documents of uh, who benefited in which way, but I think it was kind of a quid pro quo type of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, but because of this the movie needed to be family friendly now, like, well, now it's weird toys are for everything, but I probably, when both of us were growing it up, you know, I'd feel like most of the toys you would see were like kids friendly ish. Yeah. Maybe more so for Allegra than our, us, Russ. But mm-hmm. when, when I was a wee wee child, that's a wee wee child, <laughs> they had toys for aliens and Robocop, like hard graphic, gory, R rated movies. And because of that, all these parent advocacy groups were like, yo, no more of that. If you want toys, they can't be for, like, hard R movies. (laughs) This is happening at almost the exact same time as this movie coming out. So Hasbro and Capcom agree that they're not going to go above PG-13 for this. So they have to make things look like G.I. Joe. They have to go for a PG-13 for this movie. And it has to come out in Christmas. They can't bump because you've got to sell the toys for christmas of course uh... so that 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 like quick turnaround is it, it multiple people are, are pushing that that's going to actually happen
0: did he okay. let me let me go back to de as like a talented like pretty talented guy did he kind of foresee this calamity or did he think oh this is going to work
1: out great here here's my read as somebody with you know like Spent very brief time <laughs> working in, in, in any type of production and, yeah. who, and who has friends who like survive in L.A. Um, all productions are calamities. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you probably like look at it as like, yeah, this is an ideal, but this is my shot.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And, and it, it kind of like, I don't know, it seems a little bit like making a deal with the devil. If you know you have to turn around an action movie in less than a year. Yeah. Um, what is it? Soup to nuts? Is that the phrase? Sure, soup to nuts. Soup to nuts.
2: nuts.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we're back. We have landed in Bangkok. It is beautiful. Immediately people realize this was a great choice. Um, The movie has like a $30 to maybe $40 million budget. but That seems like a lot for them. $40 million, man. Yeah. Back then? Yeah. It's a good amount of money, but for like a big action spectacle, it's not. Basically, they, they looked around and like... This is going to look like an eighty million dollar movie with all of these like beautiful panoramas. Sure. Problem. Uh, Raul Julia shows up and nobody recognizes him, and this is very sad. He had stomach cancer. Yeah. And he has essentially lost half of his body mass.
2: Oh no, uh, yeah.
1: Raul, in Raul Adam's Julia. Family. So this is after Adam's family, obviously. Yes. Uh, and that, thats
0: where I certainly knew him from. But he had uh, had a huge success on Broadway. So. I see him as, uh, as, uh, what's his name? Father Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Father Adam. Adams. and Yeah, and he's very, like, you could see, like, he'd be, like, a strong force as, like, a main villain in mm. the Street Fighter movie. It seems like a good cast, get a casting decision. But unfortunately, yeah, he was yeah. Very, very sick. God.
1: Yeah, so he needed to put on body mass just to, like, physically be able to do these shoots. yeah one issue, Uh, the plan was to shoot all the dialogue first, that way uh, Pacerni had a chance to actually rehearse the stunts. Oh, sure. That's not an option anymore. So suddenly, they have been forced to bump up all of the stunts, well, as many of the stunts as they can, to the top, to the point where they are shooting a fight scene on the first day. (laughs) They're doing 10 stunt takes. Pacerni and his crew are literally improvising choreography on location there are so there are so clearly not enough people to teach people how to safely do any of this that um the guy who played ryu byron Mann uh explained that he had to learn a katana flourish from a thai extra oh my god because nobody on set actually knew how to do it wait they just pulled someone out of the crowd and was like do you know how to do this not even they did he was supposed to learn and the stunt coordinators were too busy so he was like so if you if you go and watch it it's when he fights uh vega in the movie yeah it it is like controlled falling like it is just (laughs) like he just rolls around with a sword in his hand amazing (laughs) it is bad um uh Oh my gosh, sorry. One second. My dog is losing her mind because she started thinking about the Street Fighter movie and now is sprinting back and forth across our house. Oh no, she's turning into Blanca. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay, so what I'm going to tell you now is really the sad story of all of the cast. I started with Raul Julia because that's like an uncontrollable sad story. Sure, yeah. yeah. These are more like... Oh my gosh, people just have no interest in controlling themselves to add stories. I mean, Blanca,
0: um, you wouldn't expect anything from Blanca because he was a man beast born in Brazil <laughs> and raised in the jungle.
1: So it kind of makes sense. Anyway, I, I, I realize that people can't see the blank stare. I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> start with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. This is what uh, D'Souza actually had to say about uh, Van Damme. Every day I'd ask if Julia had taken his meds and if Van Damme was off them. Uh, Van Dam was uh, coming off some very serious drug problems. He was dealing with a third divorce. He was having an affair, um, even though I believe his wife was actually in Thailand staying with him. He had an affair with uh, Kylie Minogue, and I hope you're (sighs) ready for a really gross quote that I'll share with you. Oh, no. Here's what he says at the time. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. It happened. I was in Thailand. We had an affair. Sweet kiss. Beautiful love making. <gasps> it would be abnormal not to have had an affair. She's so beautiful, and she was there in front of me every day with a beautiful, su- with a beautiful smile. Simpatico, so charming. She wasn't acting like a big star. I knew Thailand very well, so I showed her my Thailand. She's oy. a great lady. Oi, oi, oi! Oh no! Uh, JCBD. Yeah. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Why? Um, so he was showing up to set late, to say the least, uh, and staying out very, very late. Uh, D'Souza effectively would just come up with things for the supporting actors to do just to fill their time. So he'd be like, I don't know, this stunt team doesn't seem stressed enough. Let's just get a few more scrimmages in. We might be able to use some of these fights. Um, it was bad. And it wasn't like these disasters weren't limited to the, to the stars uh, one crew member required medical attention for skin irritation caused by contact with the water of the, I don't know how to pronounce this, the Chao Praya River. The Oy. line producer suffered a heart attack, uh, never returned to production. Another producer, this one is the one in charge of the film's completion bond, uh, was unaccustomed to driving onto the alternate side of the road and turned into oncoming traffic and collided uh. with a bus. Uh, no. Very serious injuries, never came back um in later in production one actor was busted at australia customs for possession of steroids oh one don't actor worry, it gets worse <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the men uh on set many of them became addicted to uh Thai massage parlors which would charge ten dollars us for an hour-long massage
2: Addicted. Um,
1: <laughs> this is a quote from the man who played ryu uh let's just put it this way there are a lot of hormonal guys on this film running amok in Thailand and Australia, so you do the math. We were like cavemen. We were like Vikings. We went there and conquered. Oh, my <laughs> These people God. are disgusting. It's um, just, I mean. And then there's the set, it stil- the set itself in Thailand. <clears throat> it had so many holes. Sets uh, don't have windows. They're like big like, uh, airplane hangers where you can control the light. It yeah. had so many holes in it that lightly could spoil the shots. Uh, and when they tried to boost the lights on it, the production blew out a local power station. <gasps> so oh. after three weeks, they had fallen behind 15 days. <laughs> oh, my God. They just cut their losses, and they went to Australia a week early. Uh, and just, essentially and calling shot the, the rest of it? Of, yeah, the Thai shoot a wash.
0: So, How long was the like the shoot time scheduled for overall like how long were they planning on shooting
1: uh, i'm trying to remember I, I don't know if i have it but i believe it was like i think like an eight or a nine week shoot yeah and in three I, we weeks in they there two
2: weeks behind
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> literally so um capcom still wants this movie on december 23rd for its release date let's, when is it right now in this time home. period Uh, I don't have the exact date, but we should be somewhere around the summer uh, of that year. (laughs) Um, Spring, summer. Uh, D'Souza wanted to add 10 more days to production, but there wasn't time. So remember, we've lost some of the producers to injury in Thailand. So new producers have been sent to replace them. Um, And they're like, they look at the budget like, no way. This is not possible. Paserni has already been filming some stunts and pickups. And they're like, okay, now you, stunt coordinator, you are also going to be shooting some scenes that are just regular, regular scenes featuring the supporting <laughs> cast. So um, he's directing nor- he's, non-stunt he's scenes, He's a now. Yes. But now, here's another problem. D'Souza claims that Pacerni wasn't fitting the special moves into the fight scenes. Uh-oh. Because they weren't real enough. So like now D'Souza is shooting fight scenes... To get the special moves in, so the stunt coordinator is shooting dialogue scenes. The regular director is shooting fight scenes. Oh my god! Are there fireballs in the movie and stuff like that? I don't actually uh, remember. Like I said, don't worry, we'll get to that disaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, the man claims that uh, the the man who played Ryu claims that uh, Pcerny threatened to walk a week before wrap. The stunt coordinator threatened to walk because it was just getting all so messy. And he also claims that at one point, neither director was on set. So the, the cinematographer, who is actually a very well-known cinematographer, he shot Rosemary's Baby, Wow! started handling some scenes. Production wraps, and there are still 20 pages left to shoot. Oh, no. Oh, my
2: God. Yes.
1: Um, a month later, after, after production, people essentially don't know what's going on. Everybody gets a call, and the the essence of the call is, okay, everybody get to Vancouver immediately. We have a soundstage. You have three days. We have recreated the set from Thailand, and we're going to shoot the the big uh, Ryu Vega fight. Amazing. The reason they had to choose that above everything else, despite still missing pages, is because they had shot it before, but it didn't include the special moves.
0: Oh, no. Oh, yep,
1: no. And Capcom so, insisted Capcom, on the special moves yeah. Yep they requested that they get those special moves <laughs> oh,
0: I mean at um, a certain point I kind of agree with them because it's like Otherwise it's just a fighting movie If you don't have like yeah. a, a Blanco Turning electric and like oh, Flying oh, across God. the room
1: like what's the point Trivia time Okay <laughs> Now you might have noticed if you've watched this movie That they call Ryu Ryu mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of like a,
1: a mispronunciation That you hear all over the yeah. place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think they do that? Why do Why do I say Ryu? No, why 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 in the movie did they go with Ryu over Ryu? Because most people probably say Ryu. No, uh, like me.
2: There's got to be some like weird copyright thing or something on the
1: pronunciation. No, nope, it's even more benign. The actor playing the role of Ken had to say Ryu a lot, but he just couldn't learn it so D'Souza frustrated said ryu it's just ryu we'll go with that
2: so everyone else had to call him ryu
0: yes i mean i get it honestly like if i was on the
1: super mario brothers set everyone would be saying mario by the end of it so i get it um okay so it's the final stretch um i'm gonna read this chunk from a feature that we've been sourcing for most of this In early November 1994, a little more than a month before Street Fighter's theatrical release, when it's scheduled to be released, uh, D'Souza sent a cut to the film, of the film, to the MPAA for a rating. On November 7th, basically right after this, uh, Mm. 37 year old Keith Lediger walked into his former middle school in Wycliffe, Ohio, and shot and killed custodian Pete Christopher. Four others were wounded. Uh-huh. De Souza's cut of Street Fighter in the movie received an R rating, <gasps> which De still believes came as a reaction to an exceptionally sensitive media environment. Now that's hard to believe today because we just live with shootings. And sure, it's just a thing that like continues to happen, and mm-hmm. it, we've been, I think, widely desensitized, which is like sad and horrible. But I do remember back in this time that was like more shocking. Like that would happen on the news, and it'd be like, "Oh wow." We're yeah. gonna like, things are gonna change. Did
0: they say um, what in the movie was like pushing over
1: the edge into R? Basically, blood. Oh, yeah. Like all blood. So he had to d- dissect scenes to remove a bloody nose, he yeah. had to remove a bloody lip from frame. <sighs> well, it's um, funny because
0: that is a di- uh, for video game ratings. The difference between, um what is it, a T rating and an M rating is all, at least at the time. I don't know if it's, I think still kind of somewhat true um blood makes a big difference in that so that i'm not surprised that that pushed it over
1: yeah but for film there's precedent it's a weird thing (sighs) yeah um they had to cut uh there's the big fight between ryu and vega ends with uh vega's claw going through him he impales himself on it um and you would not know this because it's effectively not in the film um they had to cut that but uh, so much time went into editing that they didn't have time to add some of the special effects for the special moves.
2: No, so, not the so freaking special moves. <laughs> Ryu's Hadouken
1: is not like how it should look at all. Oh, man. They send I it back to the MPA. It it's been too long. <laughs> they send it back to the MPA. Uh, what rating does it get from the MPAA?
0: Uh, after all those changes were made?
1: Yeah. PG. Allegra? gonna say r again i'm gonna say r again it gets a g a what? g it gets a g uh and ac- according to d'Souza S- the studio added a curse word to get a pg-13
0: that's so funny
1: yeah so when van damme's in in uh, air duct he like is like i'm too old for this shit yeah, and they're like, okay, PG thirteen. That's how I can't.
0: I, I don't think you could have a game, uh, a movie about fighting now, and have it be
1: anywhere G? close to a G. I just
2: can't imagine. Like, how is this even the same movie if they were able to cut it all the way back down to a G?
1: I mean, like, it's effectively not the same movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. So it, it that that's it. It goes out as a PG thirteen movie. It makes it barely makes its release date. Um, it makes $33 million domestic, probably a little bit under its budget, definitely a little uh, under the budget if you include marketing. But it makes roughly $100 million abroad. Wow. So, like, globally, it's a hit. I think if it had come out today, it would get a sequel right away. The Warcraft people, of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Capcom actually liked the movie. That's according to D'Souza, who's a little biased. Sure. Um <laughs> And yeah, so now I'm going to kind of catch you up on, like, what came of everybody. Okay. Um, Pocerni, the stunt coordinator, uh, who is looks back on this movie with negative feelings, um, he has <laughs> over 350 credits on IMDb. Wow. He Whoa. did seven movies in 1994 alone when this movie came out.
0: Good for him. Wow. Yeah,
1: he, he recently, to this, uh, he's an uh, older man, he was born in the mid-30s, he was a stunt driver in the most recent Fast and Furious movie.
0: What? No way. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. That's spectacular. He, that's rad. Yeah. That's like essentially how he's retired. He stopped. It seems like stunt coordinating and largely just drives. Because um, what does he Jean-Claude have to Van <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's in an Amazon show now. Yeah. He's like, he, he's kind of had a meta renaissance. A lot yeah. of the oh, stuff yeah. is about him as Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. yeah. That whole
2: movie. Yeah.
1: Um, De Souza wrote the script yeah. for 1995's Judge Dredd. So Oh, the bad one. Yep. So after yeah. uh this and that, he, he kind of got sent to uh Hollywood jail. Um bad. He has a story credit on Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life from 2003. The second one, yeah. Ugh. Um Capcom took another shot at Street Fighter movies in 1999. With a Chun-Li-focused movie. Mm-hmm. It also shot in Bangkok. It also did not do very well. Yeah. And let's save the best for last. Kylie Minogue goes on <laughs> to release Can't Get You Out of My Head, the single best jam of all time. <laughs> that's a great tune right
0: there. That is a great tune. So I think it's well, Somebody like, won
1: yeah she Someone won one <laughs> she won the world tournament. she won the street fighter <laughs> tournament <laughs> and that that is the story of street fighter the movie you can actually read uh more details about it on polygon.com uh we have a feature that i wrote a long time ago that most of this info comes from uh so i encourage people to read it though let's be honest this was just such a good podcast that you probably don't need to <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice
0: roundup thank you so much chris Plant um yeah it's quite the whirlwind i need to go back and watch the movie now because it yeah. really has been too long i just want to see the effect the hadouken effect Ugh, at the I, yeah i
2: need to see those freaking special moves i'm so bad <laughs> about that
1: here's the thing i think as far as like trashy movies that you watch with your friends while you're like hanging out and you're only kind of paying attention to it's a masterpiece of that genre of that very specific i don't really need to watch this but i'm glad i have it on in the background genre mm-hmm. um i would not encourage you to like give it your full undivided attention that might be a form of torture
2: okay so plant as someone who obviously i, th- I feel like you must know a lot about the video game movie genre in general mm-hmm. uh where would you say this ranks because most video game movies are bad
1: okay most video game movies are bad, but also fall in this, like, oh my gosh, I want to have this on in the background genre. Yeah. I'll, rank, I'll give you two rankings. Okay. Uh, in, in terms of, like, oh, I can watch this uh, and not, like, just lose it, I would say it's probably, like, number one, Mortal Kombat. Number two, Street Fighter. Number three, Doom. Number four, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers the movie.
0: I, I can um, watch a Mario of like Brothers movie it like at any time. With a straight face.
1: Yeah. In terms of like which movies were a disaster, beginning with most disastrous, mm-hmm. I would say 100% number one Super Mario Brothers, the movie, yeah. which yes. I hope is a story we'll tell another time. Yeah. I think we will, yes. It's somehow worse, I think, than Street Fighter. Then Street Fighter. Then... It, I, I, Mortal Kombat seemed like relatively composed. And then Doom. Doom's just like a Hollywood... Chunk. Um you
0: that's can good. by the way watch the uh Ryu versus Ken versus Sagat versus Vega Street Fighter scene on YouTube. Someone <laughs> has graciously captured it. Um and it's and it's as spectacular as, as Plant imagined. Um and also we now know that it was shot in Canada. So bless that. It was shot in Canada? Yeah, that's what Plant said, right? Vancouver. Vancouver.
1: Oh, I missed that. She wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Wait. Also, <laughs> I don't know if that one was. Maybe oh, okay. uh, I'd have to look to see. There's, there's listen, there are a lot of fights now. That <laughs> that's true. well, uh, thank you, Chris Plant. Excellent
0: job as always. And uh, thank you, Allegra, for joining us. thanks. and thank you at home for listening to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. Farewell.